This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to worship Jesus, our Savior, who has conquered death in the grave for you and me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, forgives all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I read our psalm for today. From Psalm 25. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. You are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. O guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Turn to me, and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Consider my affliction and my trouble, and forgive all my sins. In peace let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, 
and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong and nothing is holy, multiply your mercy on us, that with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal that we lose not the things eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today is the third Sunday after Trinity. The appointed Old Testament reading is written in the minor prophet Micah, the seventh chapter. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance? He does not retain his anger forever, but he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham, as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in 1 Timothy, the first chapter. Paul writes, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of ages, immortal and visible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of the property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, 
How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look. These many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who devoted or who devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus has conquered death and the grave for you and me. What joy is ours. Today I would like you to Listen to four snippets from our gospel reading. First, so the father divided his property between them. Second, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Third, but the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And last, bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. This is God's word for you and me this morning. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Describe your dad with one word. Describe your dad with one word. 
Now, I don't want to be rude, but I'm not talking to you. I'm not asking you to describe your dad. I'm speaking to the younger son in our text. I'm asking him to describe his father. I'm asking him to describe his dad using his own word, one word only. And this morning I'm asking you to put your place or to put yourself in the place of that younger son. I'm asking you to take his place to describe his father. I want you to describe his father with one word. So, now, younger son, describe your dad. Using Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, as your guide. Here's the first snippet again. So the, va- the father divided his property between them. What word would you use to describe your father? Remember, you're answering for the younger son before you answer. Let me just give you a little bit of context. Your family is you, your older brother, and your dad. Those are the only people we know about from Luke chapter 15. No mention of sisters. No mention of any other brothers. No mention of mom. Just you, your dad, and your brother. But we do know there are more people in the household. We know that there are servants, quite, quite a number of servants, who serve the father. And we know from this text that the father has land. He has an estate. He's loaded. (laughs) He's rich. And you work on the family estate. And you wish your dad was dead. Now maybe that's a bit harsh. But he is dead to you the younger son. What I mean by that is, you want your inheritance. You want your inheritance now. You've got plans. You've got a life to live. And it's not to be lived here. You want to see the world. You want to get away from home, from dad, and your older brother. And the family business. All the servants. All of it. You want to get away. You want to be your own boss. Be your own man. Make your own decisions. Get away from this one horse, one stoplight town. And really live. Really live it up. And you don't want dad looking over your shoulder. Making you feel guilty. Making you be good. You want to be breaking bad in a really bad way. Far away. As far away as you can get. All the way to a foreign country. 
And so you go to your dad, and with cold and calculating words, you blurt it out. Father, give me my share of the estate. Man, how rude, how cold. You just told your dad that he is dead to you. He should be dead. And you should be out of here with your share of the inheritance. And then your dad does it. He gives you your share. You are free. You are free to go. So, describe your dad. One word. What is it? How about How about amazing? How about that one word? He actually gave you your share. He wrote out the check. He bankrolled your plans for going whole hog into wild living. You're going to blow every red cent of your inheritance in ways that people can't imagine. But you can. You've been dreaming about it, imagining it, rehearsing it, all of the things that you're going to do. You are going to hunt for ways to do things that are unspeakable. And the big guy just gave you your inheritance. That's amazing. But then your dad always has been amazing, hasn't he? Doing what you don't expect. Well, all your bags are packed. You're ready to go. They will tell stories about you, sing songs about your exploits. You're gone. You're free. And you do it all. And you blow it all without shame, without a second thought. And then it's all gone. The money, the entourage, the hangers-on, the women, the drugs, the rock and roll. The feasts, the food, the wine, all of it is gone, and you're all alone. You were the life of the party. Now you're the laughingstock of the party. A Jewish boy feeding pigs. You broke bad, and now you're broke, and your life is bad, and the pigs eat better than you do. In this famine. And now all of a sudden, home doesn't really look so bad, does it? You're ashamed of what you've done. You can never be a son again in your own mind. That's over. That's a given. You'll never be forgiven. Never be a son again. But, but maybe, maybe just a servant. That's what you are thinking. I'll go home. I'll go home and be a servant in my dad's household. It serves me right. I've sinned against God. I've sinned against my dad. I deserve to be a lowly servant, but at least I will have three hots and a cot. So you head home. And on the way, you rehearse your lines. 
You'll eat crow just to eat crumbs. So what are you going to say? Hmm. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Over and over and over again, you say it, you repeat it. And the landmarks are getting familiar. You're getting close. And you round the bend of the estate. And you can't believe what you see. Your father, there he is, running toward you. Robes pulled up his skinny little untanned legs, showing for all of the world to see. In an all-out sprint, running to you. He saw you a long way off. And full of compassion, he runs to you, throws his arms around you and kisses you. Before you can say a word, before you can give your speech, before you confess your sins. So describe your dad. One word. Amazing. Works again, doesn't it? Truly, this is amazing. Your dad holding you, hugging you, kissing you, eyes wet with tears. He smells the same way he always has. And his beard still scratches your face just like when you were a little boy. Nothing has changed. You are his son and he loves you. This is amazing grace. Amazing, that's what this is. And he looks into your eyes and you look away. You look down and you blurt out your well-confessed or well-rehearsed confession. And he forgives you. And he doesn't say it in so many words, but he shows it. Quick, quick, bring the best robe, put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And he gives back to you everything, everything that you have squandered. He gives it all back. And he restores you to your place in the family. He restores your inheritance. You're rich again. You're a son again. You're forgiven. It's as if that trip to the faraway country never even happened. It's as if you never even sinned. It's as if you had never been a rebel, never been so rude and cold, never been such a jerk, such an idiot, such a sinner. All of it undeserved. You are forgiven. Amazing. That's how you would describe your dad in one word. And then he surprises you even more. Bring the fattened calf. Kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. This is unexpected, unwarranted, unbelievable. He throws a party of a lifetime, a good party, a wholesome party. Why? Your dad is telling everyone. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Boy, isn't that the truth? 
You have never felt so alive. It's as if you've been resurrected from the dead. And you have never found life as good as it is right here at home with your dad. And you look around and you're glad to be here. You're glad to call this place home. You have peace that the world cannot give. And you look at your dad across the room and there he is smiling and laughing. And he's looking at you the way he always has. And you remember him saying to you, you are my son whom I love and with you I am well pleased. And he does love you and he is well pleased with you. Forgiven, that one word describes you. Amazing, that one word describes your dad. The prophet Micah wrote, Who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depth of the sea. Amazing. Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depth of the sea. Amazing. Amazing grace. Sing it with me. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Amazing. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Speak together the Nicene Creed and with these words confess our Christian faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary 
and was made man, was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.